Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning is from Joshua chapter 14. Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kedesh Barirah, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barina to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. So Hebron has belonged to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, ever since because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, wholeheartedly. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pause and pray again. Lord, we look to your word expectantly. We want you to feed us and teach us and strengthen us from it. Please do that. Amen. The first 500 yards of a marathon are easy. Finishing the race is hard. I want to talk today about someone who finished his race. Um, We're studying the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. This is the account of how the Israelites came into the land of Canaan, into the promised land. Today we meet one particular Israelite whose name was Caleb. And I just want to tell you three things about Caleb. First, I want to describe what Caleb did. Secondly, I want to explain why that was so important. And then thirdly, I'd like to discuss how you and I can accomplish the same thing in our lives. So what Caleb did, why it matters, how we can do it. All right, so what did this guy Caleb do? Well, to use the metaphor that I started with, Caleb finished his race. He made it all the way to the finish line. It's kind of like uh, the Apostle Paul said, 2 Timothy 4, the Apostle Paul was in in the last days of his life, reaching the end of his, his time on earth, and he said this, he said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And that's what Caleb did. Caleb kept his faith in God till the very end. 
Now, 45 years before the event that we just read about took place, 45 years before this, after the Israelites had recently left the land of Egypt where they had been slaves, the Israelites came to the border of the promised land knowing that God had said he would give that land to them. Moses selected 12 men from among, from among Israel, and he sent those men in to spy out the land of Canaan. Two of those men were Joshua and Caleb. When the 12 spies came back from their exploration, Joshua and Caleb came to the people, and those two men said this. They said, the land we just saw is so beautiful, and our God is so powerful. We should go in and take that land. That's, that's what Joshua and Caleb said. The other 10 spies, however, they had a different report. They said, yes, the land is beautiful, but no, our God is not that powerful. God cannot give us that land. The people there are big and strong. The cities have walls around them. The, the soldiers are all well-armed. There is no way we can go in and take that land. Now, here's what happened. Instead of listening to Joshua and Caleb and their words of faith, the people of Israel listened to the ten unbelieving spies, and they decided not to go in to Canaan. Now, because of this, God made that generation of Israelites wander in the wilderness for 40 years until all of them kind of lived out their lifespan and got old and all of them, all of them except Joshua and Caleb, all of them died in the wilderness with the idea that the next generation, their children, they would be the ones to enter, enter the promised land. So that's what happened. 45 years later, here we are, Joshua chapter 14, um, the only two Israelites that are alive from that original generation, the only two ones that are left, the oldest people in the whole nation are Joshua and Caleb. And guess, guess what? Caleb is still trusting in God. His faith was still red hot. He, his, his confidence in God had, had not diminished. His faith had not grown cold. He was still following the Lord, trusting the Lord, thinking about God's promises. So to use the metaphor I began with, Caleb, he ran the race, right? All the way to the end, he ran the race of life, and he didn't, he did not lose his faith. And that's, listen, that's not easy to do. A lot of people start out with faith, following Christ, trusting him, and then Fall, fall away or stop believing or, or stop following him. Now, I, wonder if, I wonder if any of you have known someone who at a, at a certain point in their life would have called themselves Christians, might have been here in this church, might have praised the Lord, and, and something happened along the way. They've wandered. They've strayed. Maybe they've even, even renounced their faith. It's not, see, guys, it is not easy to keep your faith alive all the way to the end. For example, one, one thing that can make it hard is when you just feel like you are surrounded by a world that does not believe. You ever feel that way? Like our culture just doesn't believe in God anymore? You know, Caleb kind of went through that. Imagine this. For 40 years, he had to live with a, with a nation of people who were doubters and grumblers, who didn't believe, who didn't hold on to God's promise. He just must have felt like, I, I, have you ever felt this way? I bet Caleb just sometimes felt I'm the last believer around. No one else is following him. It's, it's hard 
to keep trusting God in a situation like that. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Jesus said that as we approach the end of time, cultures in this world will become increasingly hostile to the, to the claims of the gospel. And he said this, um, he said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Most professing Christians will just fall away. So being surrounded by unbelief can make it hard. Caleb went through that. Another thing that just makes it hard to hold on to your faith is waiting. Just waiting. I wonder if you've ever felt like you're praying and praying and praying for God to work in a certain situation or you're, you're trusting God's promises to come true and it seems like nothing, nothing's happening. You ever just wonder, is, is this even real? Did we just make this up? Is there a God listening to me? I mean, why, why is it taking so long? And I wonder if Caleb perhaps went through that same struggle 40 years waiting for God to give him the promised land. 40 years. Every morning waking up, looking in the mirror. He's a little bit older, a little, a little bit less hair on his head, a little bit more white in his beard, a few more wrinkles on his face. Just wondering, what am I waiting for? Is God ever going to give me my inheritance? So it's, you, you see, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to keep your faith alive. And I don't know, it might be that one of you came here today, and today, today you feel like you're just hanging by a thread. Like, I don't know if I can keep at it anymore. Just You feel like giving up. Many people have felt that. Caleb might have felt that. But here's what's amazing. He kept believing. That's what he did. I love what he says starting at the end of verse 10. He says this. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle as I was then. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're supposed to take those words at face value. I don't know. Or maybe all the young guys just kind of chuckled when the old geezer said that. I'm just as strong as I was. I don't know if his body was just as strong, but here's the amazing thing. His faith was just as strong. After all those years, after all that waiting, after being surrounded by unbelievers, his faith was just as strong. That's remarkable. So that's what Caleb did. Now, second point, why is, why is that so important? Why does the Bible even talk about this? Here's, this, this is so obvious, I won't spend a lot of time on it, but um, listen... If Caleb had not continued to trust the Lord, if he had not continued to believe the promise, follow his, his God, he would not have received the inheritance, the, the promised land that was offered to him. He never would have received it. I mean, imagine, 40, 45 years he waited. Imagine if he had bailed out on the promise 30 years before this or 20 years before this. What if he had quit 10 years before Joshua 14? What if he had quit 10 days before Joshua 14. He, he never would have received the inheritance that God had reserved for him. Now, you, you should understand this, Christian. It is the same with us. The, the New Testament teaches us that God has promised God has promised an eternal inheritance for all those who trust in his son, Jesus Christ. God has promised eternal life in the presence of God, in the, in the new heaven, the new earth, for all those who follow Jesus. But here's, here's the thing. To listen, to receive what God has promised, it's not enough just to have started the race. 
It's not enough just to have been baptized, just to have joined a church, made a profession of faith. It's not enough that the fact that you asked Jesus in your heart years ago and then that's it. Listen, to, to receive what God has promised, we have to follow Jesus and keep trusting him all the way to the end. Did you know the Bible teaches that? Jesus, Jesus said in Mark 24, verse 13, he said, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. You've got to stand firm to the end. He, he said in Luke chapter 9, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of heaven. He said in John 15, if you don't remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Jesus just kept telling us, you need to keep following me, keep following me. Don't quit. That's why the author of, of the book of Hebrews, writing to a group of Christians who were going through intensely difficult times, the, the author of Hebrews wrote this to them. He said, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ... If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. So, so the Bible would say, guys, the Bible would say this. As it was for Caleb, so it is for us. It, it's not enough just to start the race. To receive the reward God has promised, you've got to run the whole marathon. You've got to keep trusting Christ all the way to the end. Now, how does that make you feel? It's a little bit frightening, right? So... My third point, I think, is really important. How, how can we do what Caleb did? Some of you are years away from 85. Hmm? How are you going to keep trusting God? How, how are you going to keep following him? Who knows what hard times you might face? Well, I, I, I think we learn a lot from Caleb's example. Let, let me point out a few things. How, how, did, how did Caleb keep his faith alive? Notice this, one thing. Caleb stayed connected to the people of God. He stayed connected to the people of God. Um, so let me give you the context of Joshua 14, the passage we're looking at today. This is part of a broad section of Joshua from chapter 13 through chapter 19. And in this whole section, the tribes of Israel, one after another, are presenting themselves before Joshua so that they can uh, be assigned the section of Canaan that has been allotted to them. One tribe after another comes up and Joshua says, this is your section, that's your section, this is your section, that's what's going on here. And in Joshua chapter 14, the tribe of Judah comes forward to receive their allotment. And when the tribe of Judah comes forward before Joshua, what do we discover? Caleb is among them. He's part of the tribe Verse 6 says, now the, the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the, the Kenizzite, was there. Caleb, he was still with his tribe. He was still with God's people. And you say, big deal. What's it? Listen, imagine how easy it would have been for Caleb just to give up hanging out with the covenant community, the people of God. I mean, these, these were the people whose unbelief had caused him to have to wander for 40 years. They weren't the best people to hang around with. He might have easily just isolated himself, gone off on his own, gone off to do his own thing, but he didn't do that. 
With, with all its deficiencies and all its flaws, Caleb stayed connected with the covenant community. He stayed right there. And I, listen, I think that's worth noticing. Why? Because um, for many of the people I've known who at one point in their life professed to be Christians and then wandered away from Christ, for many of them, the very first step toward losing their faith was when they stopped going to church, when they, when they, when they stopped being connected. Maybe, maybe they went from going every week to church to going once a month to going a couple of times a year. Maybe something happened that made them angry or, or disillusioned. Or maybe they moved and didn't find a new church home, but whatever it was. So for many, many people, the first step towards wandering from Christ is wandering from Christ's body. This is why in the, in the New Testament, you find so many uh, directives to Christians to stay connected to other believers. You'll find things like this. Pray for each other. Encourage one another. Warn each other. Bear each other's burdens. Just the whole, all the epistles in the New Testament again and again are saying, stay connected to the body of Christ. Why? Because we can't make it on our own. The, the author of Hebrews, Hebrews is such a great book for learning how to persevere in your faith. The author of Hebrews wrote this to Christians. Let us consider, this is Hebrews chapter 10. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day of Christ approaching. You know, I, I said something to the, to the young people at the first service. I'll say it again here to, to the teens that are here. Uh, it, it'll just be a few years, youth group members, just a few years. You will probably have left home and gone off to college somewhere. When you do that, find a church. Find a church. Join a student ministry. That's, that's good. But find a church. Join it. Get involved there. Stay connected with the body of Christ. This is, this is essential if we're going to keep our faith alive. So how did, how did Caleb do it? How do we keep our faith alive? One, one thing we learned from him is Caleb stayed connected to the people of God. Second thing we learn, Caleb stayed connected to the word of God. If, if you look in this passage, Caleb speaks several times, and it's interesting to notice as he's speaking how many times Caleb makes reference to things God said. He's just continually talking about God promised this, God said that, God spoke through Moses, God said this. He's just continually referring to things God had said. So, for example, you see this in verse 6. Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to Joshua... You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God. You know what the Lord said. Verse 9, again, on that day, Moses swore to me. This was the word of God to me. Verse 10, he says, now then, just as the Lord promised, he's kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. Verse 12, now give me the hill, this hill country that the Lord promised me. Do You see that every time he's talking, he's just referring to God promised this. God said that. God said this. God said this. I get the impression. Do you get this impression that Caleb was a man who had just meditated maybe for 45 years thinking about the word of God? God said these things. 
Now, if that's true, it's not a surprise to me at all that his faith made it to the end. Why? Because Scripture, have you ever discovered this? Scripture has a way of just building perseverance and endurance into our faith. In Romans chapter 15, the Apostle Paul wrote these words to Christians. He said this. He's talking about the Bible here. He said, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, including the story of Caleb, right? Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. I, I don't know if you, if you picked up on that. Paul just said, scriptures teach endurance. You want to have endurance? Scriptures teach endurance. And he said, scriptures provide us with encouragement so that we have hope. So as believers in Christ, when we gather week after week to hear the word proclaimed, or when you read the Bible on your own at home, or if maybe you join a community group and you study the word with other people, God, God says that he will use his word to build strength of faith into you so that your faith makes it to the end. So a question for you. If, uh, if your present level of scripture intake, all right, however much it is in your life, if your present level of scripture intake remains the same for the rest of your life, will it be enough to make, help you make it to the end? If, if not, if so, keep at it. Don't give up. But if not, you know, I wonder if God has you here today just to say, listen, I love you. I don't want you to fall away. I just want you to hear this. Let scripture begin to speak into your life. And build encouragement. So how, how, how do we make it to the end? How did Caleb do it? He stayed connected to the people of God. He stayed connected to the word of God. And then one more thing. And by the way, this is the most important. Caleb kept his eyes on the Lord. Notice as he talks about, I'm 85 years old. I'm ready to go take that hill. Give me my land. Notice what he talks about. His focus is not on his own willpower. Caleb, how'd you make it so far? Well, I got great willpower. He doesn't say that. His, his focus is not on his own willpower. His focus is not, is not on his own strength. His, his focus is not on his effort to keep his faith alive. His whole focus is on his Lord. He's talking about his Lord. You see that in verse 10. He says, he says this, Now then, just as the Lord promised... He has kept me alive for 45 years. I didn't keep myself alive. He did it. You see that again. Verse 12, he says to Joshua, Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there. The Anakites were apparently really big, strong guys. All right, You heard that the Anakites are there. Their cities are large and fortified. But look at these words. The Lord helping me, I will drive them out. Just, just as he said. You see, Caleb's focus is not on himself. It's on the Lord. So I think if Caleb were here, my, how old would he be by now, huh? But if he were here, he would say, you want to keep your faith alive? Don't focus on keeping your faith alive. Focus on Jesus. Don't focus on your faith. Focus on the object of your faith. Focus on the Lord. 
It's, it's the same thing. We, the, the author of Hebrews, again, Hebrews said this in, in Hebrews chapter 12, writing to Christians who were, their faith was just barely hanging in there. They were going through hard times. The author of Hebrews said this to them. He said, let us run with endurance. The, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so you will not grow weary and lose heart. So, again, like Caleb, the author of Hebrews would say to you, you want to keep your faith alive, don't focus on keeping your faith alive. Take your eyes off yourself. Focus on Jesus. Believer, listen, believer in Christ, Jesus really loves you. He didn't bring you this far just to leave you, right? He, he didn't, you might feel like he's abandoned me. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. He did not die on the cross for you just to forget about you today. No, no, he will never forget about you. You, you, keep, you keep your eyes on him and no matter how, listen, no matter how, weak your faith is? Have you ever felt like your faith is so weak? I've felt that way. Let me tell you something, guys. Weak faith in a strong Savior is a big thing, right? You keep your eyes on Him. Now, imagine yourself 85 years old. For some of you, that's harder than for the rest of us because you're young. Will you still be lifting up the name of Jesus? Will you still be trusting his, his, his promises? Man, many don't make it to the end. Will you be one of those who make it? God wants you to. Stay, stay connected to his people. Listen, Caleb must have been so discouraged to hang out with the tribe of Judah, right? It's, it, it's, it's hard to hang out with people like us or like you. But this is the family of God. Stay connected. Stay, stay invested in the word of God. Let God continue to speak into your life through scripture. But more, listen, more than anything, do this. Take your eyes off yourself. Look to Jesus. Look to what he did for you on the cross. Let's pray together. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in this room, from the youngest to the oldest. For any here who have not yet come to faith, God, would you send your Holy Spirit to them and give them the gift of faith, bring them to Jesus. For those of us who have professed faith in Christ, we don't ever want to fall from him. So would you build into us the kind of endurance that can make it to the very end. Keep our faith alive. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Remind us of his love and his goodness and his beauty every day for his glory. Amen. Amen.